Hey guys, I got a surprise for you. This month, we got a sponsor. Really? <gasps> That's right. This episode is sponsored by the bookworms over at Caffeine and Legends. With Caffeine and Legends, you will receive a new fantasy book along with your choice of coffee or tea every month. February's theme is Beasts and Blades. Click the link in the description to sign up today. Use the code FBOM10 to get 10% off your first order. That is F-B-O-M-10. Check out their website, caffeineandlegends.com, to get involved in a fun, interactive community of book lovers. our title that is uh, our title that's our title <laughs> what are we doing cats cats tell us more katie <laughs> well a fun fact about cats my son says that he wants a baby but he needs a cat that sounds legit it's adorable <laughs> yeah so is he gonna get a cat this is important Fuck no, cats stink. What? No. Cats pee all over everything. They clean themselves and they pee in a sandy box. No, they don't. I used to live in an apartment with like two big fluffy ass cats and they peed all over my clothes constantly. And it's like, you know what? Never having cats again. But they are cute and I love the sound of their purring. It's likely... Those were male, probably male cats that did that. Or, well, it's it could also be other issues, but yeah. I'm going to have a private talk with you afterwards about you, the, the sinful things you just said. And I'm going to Nonsense. We're having a public I'm talk about it right it. now. All right, fine. We'll I am mailing you a cat, Katie. <laughs> I want a cat. Lord. <laughs> I'm mailing you a cat too, Rachel. Everyone gets a cat. You get a cat, and you get a cat, and you get a cat. Look Major, under your seat. Oprah There's a cat. Oh. I'm sitting on the floor. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Well, there's a cat on the floor underneath your apartment. <laughs> there's another apartment under my apartment. Yeah, they have a cat. They have a cat. That's your cat now. Go get it. <laughs> I, I do have to ask, as a cat dad, I do have to ask, how many cats cat. were in the apartment and how many litter boxes were there? Two, one. Well, there's your problem. Do they each need their own? In fact, well, there's your cats, problem right there. Cats need the amount of litter boxes per cat plus one. Right. There unless be... they will feel anxiety and they may pee in inappropriate places. Yeah. Oh my gosh, but it was a tiny ass apartment. There was barely well, any room for the one. Yes, I've struggled with that exact problem. Absolutely. The the ideal number is number of cats plus one when it comes to litter boxes, but often you can't make that work and you right. do the best you can. And so then you just get dogs instead. No, no, you don't. You don't do that. <laughs> no, you just obviously the answer is to get more cats. No, no, no. no. How is that the answer? If you can't, I'm, I'm not sure yet, dog. but somehow it works. It loops around. Um, no, like if you get cats that get along with each other, then you can get away with having fewer litter boxes. Also, yeah. every time my sister gets a new cat, I always name it Stir Fry. You okay. can't name all the cats stir fry. I name all of the cats stir fry. And all you of my mom. You can't name your sister's cats. They're not your oh, cats. It sticks, so it works. <laughs> so well, then I guess it does. I guess you dad, can. My dad was the cat whisperer. 
worst player when he grew up. He kept like finding cats. Um, so he lived in Ohio, and they get you know it gets really cold in the winter. Mm, so the cat <laughs> came to the barn. No, the cat went into a car. <laughs> oh gosh, yes, I've heard of this. Yeah, um, and he found it, and he was like, "Oh, I gotta take this cat to the vet." And then, he, then it was like, "Oh, I have a cat now." <laughs> yep, that's how it works. I, I think growing up, we rarely had fewer than five cats and we mm-hmm. never, you know, purchased a cat or anything. We always oh, just found them. I got, um, I nearly got killed by a cat when I was like two days old. Oh my God. <laughs> so you were like a training lesson for a cat assassin? Uh, yeah. Um, so, assassin. <laughs> so like parents were taking me home from hospital and then they put me on the floor for a second and the cat was like, what is this thing? Time to do a SWAT. <laughs> and I don't know what my dad did. Either pick me up or like, nope, it like hucked the cat away. <laughs> okay, you know what? This is why dogs are amazing. Uh, Delwyn loved Griffin as soon as we brought him home from the hospital. Like, we have so many cute pictures of him just like sitting next to his crib and staring at him. Dogs. Uh, admittedly, the cat was just curious of what is this weird scream, screaming pink thing? <laughs> It's a reasonable question. What was it? I don't, uh, apparently an infant. Huh. <laughs> it was a small Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Rachel Shin. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's Rachel. We also have Peter. Hi. Oh, hi. <laughs> Nick Evangelista. Hi there. And Ghost Dan. <laughs> and Ghost Dan. We don't have Dan today. Wait, who are you? I am um, Doggy. Get it? Like Katie. Katie yeah. go with dogs. I thought you were Cat, uh, Katie Barra. Oh, yeah. Also, Sometimes I'm Katie Barra. See, now I'm confused, Cat- Katie, Cat-Bara. because I thought that this theme was recommended by you. I thought the whole time that this was a you thing. I did it out of the love of my heart for you guys because I know you are all cat people for some fucking reason. And well, I love dogs first off. I want to be clear. I also love dogs. But I also just, love cats. There's dogs are too much work. <laughs> I it's debatable. It's they're both, okay. they're both much, different kinds of work. I mean, look, I have both of them and I agree. Dogs are too much work. Dogs are too much work <laughs> in an apartment. Cats my cats better. climb my walls, actually, like a tree <laughs> with their claws. I don't have a problem with this. <laughs> yes. So my cats are a pain in the ass, but every cat's different. But. <laughs> Yeah, I thought this was because of cat wings, which was mentioned <laughs> however many months ago. Yeah, I'm so mad that Dan isn't here to talk about. I know, of course, yeah, Dan, of course Dan takes, <laughs> of course, Dan goes and makes a big happy life decision and is too busy to <laughs> be here with us. God, what a dick. You can go follow Dan. Uh, we can follow Dan's cat on Instagram. It's like honey, uh, Hermione Boo Bear. <laughs> Hermione, a.k.a. Boo Bear. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> So that's basically Dan. <laughs> it is basically Dan. Although I feel that's bad really that he's not all here. We know about Dan. He has <laughs> I feel bad that he's not here to defend himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he has a cat and a lovely beard. Yeah. <laughs> Those are his qualities. <laughs> and he's the oldest in this podcast. Not by much. Yeah. Peter, you're so defensive about that. I am. It's weird. (laughs) It's okay. I keep forgetting how old you are, Peter. I keep thinking you're 35. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, we know. No, I'm just kidding. I'm more years than that. Okay. 
It's okay. I'm I forgot. I, for- <laughs> I forgot how old I was yesterday. That's fair. <laughs> it does stop mattering after a little while. It stops mattering after yeah, twenty one. <laughs> after you're twelve. What? Twenty one. Right. Sure. Twelve. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, what are cats in literature? Are, yeah. So so our theme for this this month was books that that cat cat books books with cats books about cats books that mentioned a cat once so <laughs> and cats are great right this might be the biggest stretch for a theme that we've ever done <laughs> hold on i'm gonna you you keep talking we'll look at our old list i mean like i know we did lost and war which were my sort of esoteric nonsense. I mean, war, war is so like general. Yeah, war is like an it could be in every fantasy book ever. I mean, in a way, role playing games is kind of more more than cats. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I love I I love your 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 shock in that statement. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. It's no. Like, well, just think about think about the the level of niche interest. <laughs> right, um, okay, cats are far game? more widely loved than role playing games. Yes, but like at the same time, this is a a fantasy podcast. I would think a role playing game before I think of cats. <laughs> Let's think of the Venn diagram of cat lovers and fantasy lovers, and oh, then fantasy lovers. A circle. It's probably <laughs> a circle <laughs> with Katie on the outside. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're not part of our club, Katie. Get out, Katie. <laughs> Get out. Oh, your oh, no. dog's basically a cat. Wait a minute. No, he's not. Look okay. at him. Corgis are Katie not just, cats. He just posted a couple pictures of her dog, and all I see is a cat. No, uh, no. Italian greyhounds are cats. Wait, does your dog <laughs> have two different colored eyes, or is that just the? That's just the, the glare. Oh, that would have been cool. He's got those big ass brown dog eyes. Wait, which one's the dog? The one in or the one out of the cage? <laughs> you know what? In this instance, the dog is out of the cage. <laughs> the baby is in the cage. Okay. Just making sure. Just to clarify for the authorities listening at home, it's not a cage, it's a crib. Okay. Well, <laughs> Just so Katie doesn't lose her child. It can be hard to tell. And also the dog is like on two feet in this picture, and I thought maybe that was a person. <laughs> Peter's AI is screwing up on picture recognition. Right, please, please check every bo- every picture with a dog in it. Uh, um, okay, hold on. Mm, I know this one. Anyways, I was, about, I, I was gonna say the immediately the book, the fantasy book that comes to mind that has a cat in it is Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. That's a lion. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, actually, that didn't come to mind for me. No, I never thought of that. Okay, so so say more, Rachel, Uh, since since you're the only one who thought of this. I thought of it two minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) And it really is the immediate, obvious first thought, clearly. How hard was it for you guys to find fantasy books around cats? God, it was so hard. (laughs) I didn't really... I really didn't want to read um, Aeronaut the Windlass again, but nothing else. I went on like Twitter and I went on Reddit and get suggestions. And every time I heard something, I'm like, 
I don't want to read that. <laughs> no. I think this might have been the most last minute read I've ever done. Where I finally thought of something last second, read it all in like one day. <laughs> okay, so so am I the only one where mine was like zero effort? Because I can I, I have one I have two books series really where a cat, you know, isn't like the main character, but is a is a prominent companion. And uh uh one's one's fantasy and one's sci-fi, and I could have pulled either of those. Uh, uh, and Obviously, just to stick with the general theme of the show, I went with fantasy. I went wasn't effort. I just tried to find something else to read and failed. So I just read something else, uh, something that I already read. Mm -hmm. I just went to my local secondhand bookstore, local, like 25 miles away. <laughs> and I like went really up fast. That's local. Shh. <laughs> that's, like, that's like Minnesota local. It is Minnesota local. Right. Like, oh yeah, I gotta go to town and get a book. So I went up to the counter. I'm like, hey, I need a fantasy book about cats. And then she immediately just knew what I needed and brought me to the back and was like, here, this one. That's good. And yeah. like, you know, I actually, I have this guy that um, at the local bookstore I go to out here. Um, every month I would go in and I would ask him and I'd be like, okay. I need a book about this. And he would always give me recommendations. That's great. <laughs> he was like my go-to dude. That's a good bookstore. I remember it didn't turn out well for steampunk. <laughs> uh, oh. I mean, it was okay. <laughs> but we all failed in steampunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think steampunk failed us. What did I read for steampunk? <laughs> the, black, the opera one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, That I thought that was going to fit, and it didn't. <laughs> That's, that was the general theme of like we thought it would work, but it wasn't. <laughs> maybe, maybe our next theme should be failure. Oh, any but no next theme is my favorite month, Halloween. So the next uh, theme is horror. I, you got to make me read a horror book again. Yeah, delete that, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, anyway, yeah. do we want to um, do we want to just eat each go through our book and just... i just wanted to talk about warriors real quick because i forgot that oh my god nobody even thought about warriors for this did they Yo, I, I, what's I warriors have, i didn't want to read like five books for warrior for this because that would be like one normal size book <laughs> yeah. I didn't want... wait, wait wait which warriors am i thinking of the right thing the cat face it was <laughs> the, the tribes of cats Hmm. Just Google Warriors books and you'll get it. Yeah, I'm just trying to. Are the Guardians books, are those Warrior Owls? Those are Owls. Oh, the Guardians of Gahul? Yeah. Yeah, I read those as a kid. Okay, so I haven't read those. I don't know. Um, Warriors, I thought about reading it, but I really didn't want to read Middle Grade. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) This is funky. Yeah. Crow (laughs) Feathers Trial. Yeah, I had one Warriors book growing up, and it was like the third book in the third series or something like that. <laughs> so, See, like, you, think these, you think these would be like cat creatures going on? No, they just look like normal ass cats in the pictures. They just wear house cats. They are just normal ass cats. <laughs> what is their adventures? Is it just normal house cat stuff? 
Well, they're not house cats. They're like wild cats, like savannas and stuff. Oh, really? Like actually wild, not like living in a city, like a stray. Yeah, um, but there are classic Felis Silvestri. Yeah, (laughs) and (laughs) I think like house cats do arrive. I haven't read a single one. I just know they're like actual like tribes of cats, and they're big and vicious. (laughs) Well, shoot! I would have read this if I knew. (laughs) I talked about this. Not so weird because my book is about like actual cats, like house cats. My cat. No, my, no what did you read? I read. Yeah. Oh, I guess we're starting. Let's start. Okay. <laughs> um, I read Tail Chasers Song by Tad Williams. I haven't read any Tad Williams. This was my oh, first have. foray into Tad Williams. It was he as 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 long-winded as i'm accustomed to i don't think so because this book was kind of short i'm shocked define short 368 pages okay that's that's like a middle grade book for tad williams yeah this is probably a middle grade book i don't know so i'm just saying i read i read the other land series which is four books each of which could weigh down your anvil i don't know they're like 800 800 to a thousand pages yeah well i got off easy with this tad williams book apparently (laughs) damn it tail chaser sounds sounds like some kind of sexual thing no okay saying like chasing tail yeah peter Yes. 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 So actually, the premise of this story is Tail Chaser, who is going after his friend who has disappeared, and he's going after her because he's worried about her, and also because they were about to do, like, the mating dance, like, the (laughs) next day. So he, like, immediately goes off on an adventure to find this girl so he can bang her. Oh, so chasing tail. Yeah, pretty much. It's got believable motivations from the characters. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? You've uh, never gone on an adventure to get some ass? No. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. No, I haven't. <laughs> well, how else do you get laid? I, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I just ring a bell and my husband comes in. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 does that work? If I ring a bell, will your husband come in? Wait a minute, no! no. <laughs> Hello? Hello? I've never <laughs> wished I had a bell more. <laughs> you shouldn't have shared pictures of your husband. <laughs> I can't help it. He's just so cute. And his, his butt is just so cupable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the advantages of being married. <laughs> <laughs> to Doug. Yes. Strictly being married to Doug. No other ass is as culpable. So I'm told right now by you. Uh, this is a, this is turned from a friend, family friendly episode into uh, we were never that friendly to family. <laughs> yeah, like, we're gonna talk about books about cats and they banged. <laughs> <laughs> The book was like banging. (laughs) (laughs) And they like bangs. 
Uh, oh my goodness. So, all right. So every cat has three names um, in this world. So they have their heart names that like their mom gives them. And Tail Chasers was actually Fritty. And then they have their face names, which is what the, everyone knows them as. And the, you know, his is Tail Chaser. You get that from. <laughs> yeah. And you get it from the elders of your clan. <laughs> and they named him Tail Chaser because they could smell that he was already trying to find his third name, his tail name, which they really didn't touch upon that like at all. So I don't really know the importance of it. <laughs> is it a series? No. Oh, this just, sounds like yeah. Cats the musical. <laughs> I've never they have seen. like. I was forced to watch the movie for my other podcast, and they have like their secret names that nobody can know, kind of thing, and it's bad. Oh. And yeah, sounds... I guess that's, that's kind of like that because oh. you only you only tell your heart name to somebody that you like, love and care about. Did right. you want to bang? Yes, right. that too. Right. Okay. So, so like Doug. God damn it, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So his friend Hush, excuse me, Hush Pad, that's the girl. She's missing and many of the other cats around the area from their clan has been disappearing. Um, And he doesn't care until it's girl. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) He's <laughs> just like one day, oh, she's gone. And then they have a meeting and they're like, oh my gosh, like a whole bunch of other cats and their babies have gone missing. And then he's like, hmm, you know what? I should go find Hushpad. <laughs> and so the, at the meeting, they decide, you know, we're going to send a delegation to the Queen's court. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, because she, she can help, you know. Cats have royalty? Apparently. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So um, they also have like a pantheon of gods and whatever. So there's I found this really interesting and stupid because uh, their <laughs> lore is that there's three brothers. There's Viror Whitewind, the firstborn who is strong and fast. And then Grizraz Heart Eater. Spoilers. He uh, is not a good guy. Name your kid Heart Eater. He does not turn out to be a good person. And then there's Tangalure Firefoot. And he's just oh. got a cool name. I just want to be named Tangalore. Tangalure. I want to be named Heart Eater. <laughs> Peter, the villain of this podcast, confirmed. Hey. Being hey, taken that's a nice by heart robot. you got there. It'd be a shame if someone ate it. You would have to come to South Carolina, which I don't think you ought to do. I Nobody don't. I'm sorry. Do I was just, I was just, uh, Testing out the, the, the phrasing. I'm not mm-hmm. talking to you about your heart in specific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come to the, the epicenter of disease. No, thanks. I, I tried living in that for a brief period before Seattle gave up the crown to New York. And uh, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, Katie, continue. <laughs> okay. What else um, do we need to know about this? Cat sex book. <laughs> I was middle wondering. Grade. What, I was is, wondering it, what is it middle grade cat sex? <laughs> I sure hope not. I want it to be high grade. <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, 
cats have barbed penises. So, well, thank yeah. you for that fact. I didn't want to know. Yeah, I learned about that in college. <laughs> Did your professors have the cat talk with you, Rachel? <laughs> yeah, also the beetle talk and the bug talk and the salamander talk. You paid the, for that? You about the duck talk? <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> or should no, I say you are paying for that? <laughs> no, that was for my biology degree, which I already paid for. Oh. I'm getting a different degree now. <laughs> so yeah. I'm glad that you learned all about various animal penises. Yeah. I also Knowledge about, we should all have. I also learned about the uh, baculus, or, which is the penis bone. <laughs> oh. Exhilarating. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. let's continue. I don't need to talk about my bi- uh, biological background. You don't have a biological background. I mean, yes, but I have biological degree background. I'm made of meat. Sometimes, Peter. Are you sure? I'm made of vegetables. <laughs> Are we I'm high in this podcast? Is I am drinking bourbon. So. This Ooh. is what happens when we don't have Dan to rein us in. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> we're free. <laughs> Dan, we miss you. <laughs> no, we're free. <laughs> All, right, All right. So, so um, yeah. okay. After the meeting, uh, Freddie decides to just go off to the court to try to find Hushpad on his own and, uh, you know, ask the queen for help. <laughs> And then he's followed by a little kitten named Pounce Quick, who like almost idolizes Tail Chaser. It's they're it's super cute. When I grow up, I want to have adventures for sex like you. (laughs) You know, I'm sure to children who read this, they think it's romantic. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We're just crude adults who are tired. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so on the way, Freddy saves a squirrel lady, and becomes, and then they they become like indebted to him. So they give him like a secret passcode. And if you ever need trouble, then you can just use this code, and the squirrels will help you. Hold on. If you ever need trouble. If you ever get in trouble or need help. That's what did I did I fuck it up? You did, but that's fine. We all knew what you meant, Rachel. Well, I thought maybe like an army of squirrels would help like cause trouble. Cause trouble to help you. No, no, no. No, I'm just dumb and don't know how words work. It's okay. I don't know how words work. (laughs) It's okay. I know how words work. Thank Thank you, Peter. That's why you edit our Trash words. That is trash words. <laughs> I'm mostly speaking my own because I can't write words garbage. I, I I I love that idea. I edit your trash words. I mean, you're, you're being too mean to yourself, but still, it's just something about it sounds beautiful. <laughs> one, yeah. one woman's trash words are another woman's treasure words. Uh, I will think about that when I'm writing my review that I should have wrote yesterday. <laughs> So, Katie, what else do you do? We need to know about this book Uh, through. okay. when he gets to the Queen's court, they're waiting, you know, in line behind all the people waiting to see the Queen. And when it's finally their turn, they see her in her glorious majesty, just 
cleaning herself and licking herself. Yes. Oh, it's like a cat. It's awesome. Yeah. It was just like, mmm. Cats are great. Cat. Thanks. Way to just lick your royal majesty hiney there. Yeah. It's got to be done. Yeah. It, there's nothing more majestic than that. It was done. <laughs> she was just like, she didn't give a fuck about what was going on around her. She didn't I even mean, listen to them. Like, how how better can you demonstrate your your authority <laughs> besides saying, like, I, you know what is more important than, than your problem? This speck of dust on my thigh. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, you didn't have to make the sounds. <laughs> I went above and beyond, though. Oh, I watched, um... Cats' tongues are interesting because, like, you know the bristles on their tongue? Oh, yeah. They're actually, like, concave, like, inside, like, the bristles. Yep. I learned that from a Z. Frank episode of, like, True Facts. It was really interesting. Z. Frank Frank is incredible. Yeah. He is a treasure. I don't know what Z. Frank is. He's a YouTube uh, artist. Nonsense maker. (laughs) Kind of. Um, I like him. He brings yeah, joy. And he, he has a series joy. called True Facts, where he focuses in on an animal and tells you actual facts about their biology while also being hilarious. Except yeah. that one time he did Morgan Freeman, uh, who is not an animal. I mean, he is an animal, but he's not an animal. He also did like sad cat, sad cat diaries and sad dog diaries. Oh, yes. Or, or cat or dog therapists. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he's Katie, that's gonna be stuff. the rest. That's gonna be the rest of your night, Katie. When we're done with this podcast, you're gonna be watching Ziff Frank videos for the rest. That of is time. an enviable evening. Yeah, start with true facts about the duck. <laughs> I don't think I want to because they have like corkscrew penises. I know. In fact, they do. <laughs> back to the penises. <laughs> Always back to the penises. <laughs> I mean, ask any guy; it all comes back to the penis. Oh, shit. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, I'm like, doing did you book. like the book? Was it fun? Did um, you have fun? I hated it at the beginning because <laughs> it just it felt like they were setting it up that Hushpad was just like adopted by a human family and you know just taken away to live in their house or whatever. But then there were like cat snake hybrids and what? it got way more interesting after that i want to hear about these cat snake hybrids how do you have a cat snake hybrid because <laughs> you have a god who lives underground and makes cat snake hybrids duh i'll accept that and it, like in the thick of the plot freddy kept saying to himself that oh i'm not a hero i'm i'm just going i just need to get my friends and get out even when they were like being captured by said cat snake hybrids and such mm. it, so by the way uh, it does get cool <laughs> good good so, we, yeah go ahead, i was gonna say we might be ragging on it but we're what else are we gonna do <laughs> you know we we could just talk about it so are are any of the cat snake hybrids are they treated like people like the cats are or are they all like mindless monsters like orcs mm, they there's two actually different kinds of cat snake hybrids there are some who are just like cats with snakey looking faces and then there's like 
hairless cats who don't have eyes and have to resort to like smelling everything and hearing like around. a snake yeah like yeah more snake what was so, your question like, oh yeah so they, they do have sorry they do have names and they do talk and they they do have like their own you know civilization kind of culture whatever yeah they have their chores to do from their big masters so okay so they're not like disposable blank evil genetically evil villains or anything oh no they're still disposable well okay Hmm. look (laughs) snake cat hybrids are people too okay kind of (laughs) fair enough does, I mean, to the degree like, that cats are. I feel like snake cat hybrid is explicitly not a people. Well, <laughs> well, if a cat is a people, I don't. I'm not sure a cat is a people. It is in the context of this book. Okay, okay that's the, fair. The, the cats have agency in this book. Do the cat snake hybrids have agency in this book? They don't have character development. No. Okay. Mm. Well, no. Yeah. No. I'm not sure. <laughs> Mary, really your mind. There was one who like kind of broke ranks, but otherwise they followed orders pretty much. Okay. Interesting. Uh, was it sounds like-, like a fucking wild book. Oh, also there's man in the book. They call it it's man, but it's M apostrophe A N. Because, you know, we got to be different. And the reason that... So according to their lore, uh, man is just a cat that was stretched out because he tried to take over the monarchy or something. And they don't like man anymore because when Tangalure Firefoot was walking one day, he met this beautiful female cat... And she was all curvy in the right places and whatever. How do you and have a they, curvy cat? I don't know, but they they emphasized that. And that the end of the tale was just so. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's walking and talking with this cat and then he stops and he's like, is there is there another Tom around here? And the other cat's like, well, there's you and me, but that's it. And then Tangalore's just like, what? Because uh, apparently the other cat was neutered and he thought it was a she. So that's, <laughs> that's why we don't socialize with humans anymore. That's why? That's, so, that's why. That's yep. a weird message there. Yeah, there's some weird coding in that message. I don't know if I can puzzle it out without really reading the book, but that's weird. Yeah, that's some, that doesn't feel good <laughs> from that description. <laughs> Um, you know, it, it was it was wonky. When was but this book published again? I was just going to look. I think it's like from '86. I want to say. Hmm. That was a year. Was it? I, I think. Wasn't... I'm pretty sure. '95. I... Sorry. You sure we didn't skip that year, Peter? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't um, remember a lot from that period. Well, we're going to go to 95 at some point for gargoyles. That's true. Well, I mean, clearly the 90s existed. Yeah. Or else I wouldn't have existed. 
Why is that, Rachel? I was born in 97. Oh, so so you're saying that your parents had intercourse in the 90s? Yes. (laughs) Don't do this, Katie. (laughs) Okay, so that was... My mom listens to this podcast. (laughs) Hi, Rachel's mom. Hello, Rachel's mom. Oh, God, Peter, stop it. What? Nothing, you're fine. So that was oh, Tail Chaser's oh, song by Pat Williams. Moving mm-hmm. on. There was some weird coding in that last bit, but that's bad. I, got, I gotta be honest with you. Like, Must I've never be. read... <laughs> I've never read Ted Williams. But I've read <laughs> things about first. Ted Williams. And the idea that he wrote this book you just described to us sounds crazy. I know nothing about Tad Williams other than he appears all the time at my used bookstore. And I'm like, he writes, he writes some crazy stuff. But people literally called him for a while, like the American Tolkien. Really? I yes. can see some of that. I mean, I imagine it was based on the dragon bone chair and whatever yeah. came after that. Yeah, yeah. It was based on that that series. They say he like redefined fantasy and everything. And <laughs> they say that every de- decade. <laughs> Well, I mean, this is like in, in the 80s, late 80s. Yeah. So I, it's just t- to hear that he wrote about cats getting it on just seems very bizarre. OK, there actually were zero cat sex scenes, but that's that was his motivation for leaving. There was, there was implication. Again, you, do you know who wrote Cat Wings? I don't uh, remember. Uh, Ur- Ursula, Ursula K. Gwyn. Gwyn. <laughs> weird it's so weird maybe every author needs a good cat book in their arsenal i don't know (laughs) um shall i shall i take the the torch sure sure Um, torch it up i probably maybe picked the most normal book well i mean that's a stretch but tell us about your cats nick i couldn't think of a book for a while and then i remembered oh yeah alice in wonderland (laughs) oh yeah did you really? I did. I've never read Alice in Wonderland or I, technically Alice's Adventures in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll. Did you read this book one or book one and book two? I just read book one on the Gutenberg Project, the, you know, the um, the original text here. I've never read it. I've seen the adaptations and, um, you know, but it, I figured it was a good time to actually like dig into a classic here. <laughs> Yeah, one of the booktubers I watch owns 94 copies of Alice in Wonderland. That's a strange thing to do. Why? <laughs> um, well, I, I think it's her. It's just her thing. She likes enjoy a watch a reading like Alice in Wonderland, collecting like Alice in Wonderland stuff. That's a choice. <laughs> yeah, yep. she owns 94 copies. <laughs> it, they uh, occupy one bookshelf. That's insane. That's I'm actually just going to straight up say that's an insane person thing to do. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's I, I have a great many role playing game books and I do not need a, need them all by any stretch of means. But they're not all the exact same book. I mean, if you owned, you know, 94 copies of the fifth edition player's handbook, I would say that's insane. <laughs> I do own five copies of the original player's handbook for alternative. And that's that's a weird little obsession on my part. It's a little excessive. I agree. <laughs> but Are not- they like the same version? 
No, they're all, like No, they're uh, all the same version except for one, which was like a special edition. Um hers are all like different editions that she collects from like different places and she like gets them as like uh like when her parents go travel, they give her copies. So they kind of have sentimental value. Okay, well that's, so her that, parents are fueling her weird obsession. I don't. I feel like it's like sentimental value, and like you go places, you be like, "This is what I get when I go to like vacations and stuff." I feel like I just don't have a ninety-four of anything, and I'm including dollars in that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just bought a house. <laughs> I, I have ninety-four bucks. I think maybe oh, I've got more than that, and a lot of them are doubles because I just can't remember what I have. I don't have. I don't own doubles of anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wow. might have a couple doubles because I thought I didn't have a thing and then I got a copy. Uh, I typically give, like, I typically only buy one copy. Well, do audiobooks count, count as doubles? Yeah. No, probably not. Okay. <laughs> then yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say, like, because then I have, like, doubles of my favorite books that I love in the audiobook. Makes sense. <laughs> so so yeah so Alice in Wonderland here originally I was thinking about the Treasure Cat which is fairly prominent in most of the versions of it did you watch did you watch the movie uh, I mean not for this but but yes I have which one uh, well no I mean I've seen like I've seen like the uh I saw the Johnny Depp one. That one was kind of bad. There's uh, two Johnny Depp ones, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. yeah there are. I've never um, seen the Johnny Depp ones. I've only seen the cartoon. <laughs> My mom loves the cartoon. Also, every once in a while, I get the song um, Painting the Roses Red stuck in my head. You just get songs stuck in your head. I do. <laughs> not what blue, was- not green, not aquamarine. We're painting the roses red. I could get that because that happens. <laughs> I, I, I hadn't seen the cartoon until like a month ago. I didn't even realize I hadn't seen it. Yeah, I don't think I've watched it since I was maybe a kid. I think all of my my remembrance of the cartoon movie is from playing Kingdom Hearts, which is not <laughs> very accurate. No, no, it's canon. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> I guess, except, you know, for Goofy oh, and Donald. And <laughs> didn't did Griffin go through a watch all the cutscenes in Kingdom Hearts face? Um, that was only the ones with Toy Story, only the Toy Story Kingdom Hearts scenes. Strange, but OK. <laughs> My kid is strange. <laughs> I don't understand children. So what I watched a lot of, I, I don't know about a lot, a reasonable amount of as a kid was the Adventures in Wonderland show, live was, action show for teens for the from the early 90s. That was a show? Live mm-hmm. action? Teens or tweens. Yeah, it was very, very like we're trying to capture the 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 movements of the 90s. Um, it's like the early like Smallville or like. You, you should look this up. If you look up like Disney's Adventures in Wonderland on YouTube, you'll find all this stuff. <laughs> Is it, is on, it Disney on Disney Plus? <laughs> no, I looked for it. Uh, you know what? I should check again. I might have had the name wrong. Um, oh, this is terrifying. Oh, it is. Yeah, like the, white, the white rabbit um, rides around on rollerblades. Um, oh, wow. oh, no. This is horrifying. 
<laughs> Do a quick Google search. All right. Uh, to this podcast. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum are are hip hop artists. Um, and you know it's it's like a you know Disney afternoon show. Every every episode, there's some sort of lesson that they learn. Um, and apparently, you can find like all of it on YouTube. There's a hundred episodes. Uh, Dude, that Disney money—they can just do whatever they want. I'm not sure how many episodes there are. I'm on Wikipedia right now. Oh, then I guess that would probably be accurate. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Just I Google search Disney's Adventures in Wonderland, and videos come up, and the second video was just 26 minutes, and it's titled Pretzel Mania. <laughs> I that was the name of an episode. I just see the rabbit and Alice and a lot of pretzels. The the catcher cat looks terrifying. Yeah, he does. Why did you why did you expose us to this nightmare fuel, Peter? Because I remembered it last month when I saw the cartoon uh, version for the first time and I had to inflict it on others. Why? Oh, no. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Congratulations. You two are exposed to my uh, tweenhood, I guess. There's so many colors that don't make sense. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You're not wrong. I I will say I was surprised by the amount of mention of cats in this book. It was more than I thought it was going to be. Really? It was. Um, Alice constantly mentioned her cat at home. Dinah, Dinah. right? Yep. D- Dina, Dinah. Yeah. I, I, weird spelling. Don't know how it's D-I-N-A-H. Sure. Because I'm sure you are. It, well, because you got Dina Madani from Frank Castle show. That's how oh. her name is spelled. Uh, Punisher? Punisher, yeah. thank you. I was going to say, is that you meant Frank Castle Punisher? I was really confused. I was like, Frank Castle, the character. Yeah, you know. You know. <laughs> I was thinking Castle. You know, Clark Kent. What's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, uh, you said Castle. I was thinking, like, Cavill, Castle, the TV show with Nathan Fillion. <laughs> yeah. They need new new last names. Yeah, they need to be better. Well, so, what? <laughs> yeah, like 50 last names. We need to get some more. <laughs> so she mentions her uh so she meets like uh several mice and birds throughout the story and when she meets them she just can't help herself and be like oh i wish you could meet my cat he was the best at hunting mice and then all the mice are like that's actually one thing i was blown away by with how stupid she was portrayed as <laughs> genuinely genuinely stupid and there's a difference between her being portrayed as young and like you know lack of Naive. teaching or right no no she's actively stupid she was talking to herself not to anybody else not trying to show off and she says quote four times five is 16 four times three is 13 that's that happens she's just actively very stupid she uses words wrong just blatantly uh and she and people say 
please listen to the whole story before you interrupt. And then they talk for one sentence and she interrupts every seven seconds. He's blatantly the dumbest person I've ever come across. I, I mean, I've, I've heard that the book is supposed to be some sort of, uh, uh, you know, metaphorical criticism of, of theoretical math and the way it was going in Lewis's era. But, um, I mean, it seemed to, I've also heard people say how like Alice in Wonderland is like a drug trip, and, which is obviously nonsense. The, the book blatantly just seemed like a child who was daydreaming and was probably bored in school, essentially. That's really all it came across as. I, well, I didn't she really. obviously wasn't paying attention in school. Well, she, she was in math class. She was with her. It, in the real world, quote unquote, she was with her sister sitting under a tree and she fell asleep. And like, you know, the deck of cards she comes across is the deck of cards she had with her and the bugs right. and the, the bunnies or things and she you just saw. Were there, and you were there and right. you were there. <laughs> but yeah, it's just I, I, I kind of it kind of left a bad taste in my mouth how stupid they made her. Like, not, <laughs> like really stupid. Oh, um, but yeah. And then, um, and then, and then we come across the Cheshire Cat, who is very creepy. <laughs> um, just sort of comes in and out of existence. But I love when they describe like it fades out and like becomes invisible, leaving only a grin behind. Mm -hmm. Just a floating. It's so creepy. It's a, it's a like just a fascinating idea. It's a, it's a really compelling imagination there. That's one thing I noticed about. Uh, Lewis Carroll here is that he had like a hundred little one-off sentences that could have been entire books. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just these little ideas that were so unique and clever. They could have, it could have been a whole story about that, but it's just it for him. It was just like a little, just whatever. Here's a little one-liner. Boom. Move on. <laughs> Wasn't he a priest or uh, was that something else? He was a teacher. I thought, uh, oh. uh CS Lewis, I think. I know he. I know C.S. Lewis's books are very uh, like pro-Christian speech. But I don't. I don't know if he he was a priest. I don't know. I think he might have been, but I don't recall. Yeah, he um, was also a mathematician, photographer, inventor, and Anglican deacon. Oh, oh. hey, you're right. So there you go. I didn't mix up the Lewises. Better <laughs> luck next time. Mm. Yeah. So. Alice was stupid. <laughs> she really was, and it kind of upset me a bit. But uh, it was, no, it's fine. But no, it was it was fun to actually read like a classic. And I always notice like there's a different writing style between traditional fantasy and oh for sure books like this. And like I would even put like Neverwhere in the same category. Uh, it's hmm. it's like this British sort of. It tends to be British writers of notice, I think. Magical, Isn't it like, British? Like magical realism kind of thing? Yeah, maybe. It's just, it's, it's this thing that I don't typically read, and every time I read it, I feel like I'm reading something way more sophisticated than I should be. <laughs> hmm. Neil Gaiman's not British. Is he not? I didn't think he was after I thought about it for a second. He, but Neverwhere gives me, is Neverwhere take place in, in London or something like that? Yeah, it yeah, is. That's why I'm thinking. Yeah, it gives me the exact same vibe as reading this did it's just like the, um, the, the word play british. coming across these gayman's british yes he, uh, yeah. 
I thought he wrote a book with Terry Pratchett, so I thought he was American. Well, he wrote American Gods, that's why. Yeah. But like, yeah, the witty wordplay and the coming across all these strange creatures. And it's 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 very similar in a lot of ways, actually. Interesting. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> anyway, so that's that's what I read. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. If you do want to read it, it is on Gutenberg and it's actually it's a very quick read. And what's, it's free. What's a, what's a Gutenberg? Guten, the Gutenberg project is um, a a. I don't know exactly. It's an organization that basically tries to save books. Like it's trying to digitize books that have gone out of print, uh, right? So that anyone can access them, especially books that are out of copyright. So they have like a just a crazy library of like classics just saved on there. You can literally just read them online for free. The whole thing. So I feel like. After those two entries, my my book is going to be boring. Right? It's not going to be nearly as exciting as as the, talking about those two. I disagree. I'm on steampunk, so <laughs> oh, steam, steampunk with cats. Yeah, my book actually has a uh, my cat. The character is a POV character in my book. Oh, yeah, you have a, you have a POV cat. Yes, I have a POV cat. And I have. Fancy. I also have quotes that I can read because I like the way they describe him. Let's let's hear about it. Um, so I read um, "Aeronauts Wouldn't That Last" by Jim Butcher, which is the first book in the Cinder Spires series. And basically, uh, it's it's a multi POV story of uh, an invasion onto the main spire that all the main characters live on, and uh, it's them trying to fend off this attack and find the sinister purpose under it like uh and with the like they have astral magic kind of you know like that like astral plane magic type stuff well i mean i'm i'm aware of the astral plane as a thing some settings talk about but it's not the astral it's kind of like the astral plane they also have like aether Oh, sure. I've heard of Ether. That's come up in a bunch of books, too. Yeah, kind of like that magic. Uh, It's really fast read for 630 pages. (laughs) Um, Only downside to it, it's kind of forgettable afterwards. Like, I forgot the entire plot, like, a year after I read it. And And there was a cat in it. Yes, because he's the best character ever. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Yeah, like uh, there's a quote in here where uh, one of the main characters is saying uh, to the cat, you're impossible. And the cat responds, yes, cat. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it's like Raoul rose and flowed down onto the floor. And I just like the way they described him as cat. Uh, and um, yeah, this, this like the wordplay to describe the cat was so cat and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> like his inner dialogue is just like I'm in the mind of a cat and I love it <laughs> that sounds nice yeah um, so it's like steampunky universe with good cat dialogue I think there's another one me <laughs> um, <laughs> where it's like <laughs> uh it's like uh 
the little mouse was in danger, doubtless a prisoner, and the humans uh, could not uh, be trusted to handle her rescue with appropriate violence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, trust a cat to accomplish something with an appropriate amount of violence. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, he's a haughty asshole, and I love him. That sounds nice. Does he ever push glasses off the table? Um, I, not to my recollection, but he, um, he doesn't, he, he's like, you must feed me, but you ate three hours I don't care. Feed me. Fuck <laughs> accurate so far. This, yeah. is, uh, this is the first thing I've heard that has made me want to read the Aeronauts Windless. Have you, uh, would you say based on your reading that, that Jim Butcher has cats? Yes. He, I also know that he has cats because I am on his Twitter, but he definitely has cats. Got it. Yeah. Um, I would honestly wait till there's more books in the series. Because mm. uh, it's Jim's Butcher's first books tend to be a little hit or miss with people. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it might, the second book might come out at some point. I enjoyed reading it. I just forgot about everything afterwards, and I feel sad for forgetting about it. I do hate when that happens. Yeah. I read something forever later. And- yeah. yeah, that was one of the real problems with the uh, Wheel of Time books, because like book nine would come out after five years, and I'd think, oh, I need to remember what happened in the first eight. Oh, God, that's going to be so much work. I bet they didn't really have Wikipedia going back then. Back in the old days <laughs> when I lived in a cave and yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. But again, it's a really fast read. If you like, it has, Ryle's a great character. I enjoyed the interactions with the other characters. It doesn't end on a big cliffhanger, but uh, if you want to wait for the second book to see how the series continues, that's up to personal preference. Um, I had fun reading it. I just forgot everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is okay, sorry. Is Jim Butcher like a everyone should read? Is he like a staple to fantasy? Uh, I've, I've never read any of his stuff. You don't have to read him. I enjoy. <laughs> I enjoy his Codex Illyria series the best of all his works. I think Jim Butcher is broadly liked, or his work is broadly liked, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call any of it kind of classic or seminal, um, but he's best known for his uh, Dresden Files urban fantasy, which I think I might read for our, or reread for our urban fantasy uh, theme in a few months. Um, where where he has a, a wizard for hire as a kind of a noir detective. At least it starts out kind of noir. Um, in in Chicago, yeah. And those are, those have been reasonably popular. Yeah, and I, yeah, and the other series he's read is Codex Illyria, and I don't think anything else. Just just to be. Accurate for anyone who's listening. It's the Codex Alera series. Oh, <laughs> whoops. I'm sorry. I don't like correcting you. No, it's fine. I've never listened to them, so I don't pronounce them correctly. <laughs> it's I enjoyed that series the best of his works, but it's not like anything new. <laughs> it's I mean, it's interesting because from what I the, the apocryphal story is that it it 
grew out of someone challenging him to write a book uh, no. that Roman. was a cross of yeah of Roman centurions and uh, Pokemon. Roman, yeah, Roman times and Pokemon. Yeah, right. Wasn't it specifically <laughs> the Lost Legion? Um, it was, but that's maybe because that's effectively what it was. Yeah. I don't know if that was specifically the challenge. It was just like that's how the story was told to me. Was, yeah. was the, the Lost Legion yeah, and so, so yeah, I've, I mean, I've 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 heard a lot about that series. Actually, I've heard several of my my friends that I play D and D with tell me it's their favorite of all time. I mean, I enjoyed it a great deal. Although it's interesting, like like Rachel said, his series tend to start off kind of rocky, and I hadn't thought of that as a trend until you just mentioned it because I guess, cause I've only read two series by him, but, uh, but the Dresden files start off the first couple books have, have a really kind of, they try to feel really noir. And after that he finds his, his pacing and gives in to like action adventure in, in his stories. And and I liked the start well enough, but I've heard that other people had to, I've heard other people recommend, oh, you should start on book three. I also um, like the start. I love yeah. the second book. <laughs> the second um, book was great. <laughs> but uh, the Codex Alera series, I, I found the first book, I don't know, like it, di- it didn't put me off, but it, like I just read it and it was kind of, I was kind of done with it and it didn't entice me to go on until... I think I found the second book in the series in a used bookstore once and picked it up. And that was the one that really pulled me in. Yeah, there's a huge tonal shift between like book one and book two, because book two gets into the politics, which is the real interesting part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he it's a, just he, it, uh, I think it's just a trend with Butcher. He kind of just needs like a few like a book or two to get what he wants to do with that series. <laughs> He needs he needs a one and a half hundred thousand words to uh, to, to really find what he's writing about. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I tend not to mind because I'm like it's not a waste of my time. I still enjoy it. Right, but. it's not bad. It's just it's not quite in its in its like a, a prime. Something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my book. I read Aeronauts Wouldn't Last by Jim Butcher. <laughs> All right. Well, that leaves me. Um. I read Storm Warning by Mercedes Lackey. It's the first book of a three-book trilogy, the Mage Storms trilogy. Um, it takes place in her Valdemar setting, which you've heard me talk about before. Um, the Valdemar setting is the one where we mostly follow heralds, these uh, uh, like empowered people uh in the in the the country of valdemar who have like mind magic and uh and a special bond with a companion a a, with a capital c that's a like a magical horse creature that talks to them and helps them protect and guide this the the nation and keep it safe um this book mostly follows a uh, young like scribe and uh, priest novitiate from a neighboring country, which if, uh, if you've read, you know, the other books in the series, particularly the uh, earlier books, like the, uh, was it arrow arrows of the queen trilogy? I think it is. uh, Or the, 
was it the last Herald Mage trilogy, which is the one that I spoke on specifically uh, for this podcast. Um, then you'll you'll think you'll know of this neighboring country as like a longtime implacable enemy of Valdemar, and so this is this is the first time these countries have have moved towards peace in centuries. Um, and and this this kid is uh, part of the the like ambassadorial party, um, and there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Uh, and at some point he gets, you know, there's politics, uh, but because he's not the, he's not the main person in the ambassador's party. He's like the, the assistant to the emissary. Um, we get to see him not quite being in the mix in the, in the middle of things. And we don't get bogged down in political minutia. Um, and we st- instead we get to see him being a like a thoughtful and compassionate young man and uh, uh, like meeting meeting people and exposing us to a whole bunch of elements of Valdemar that we may not have seen before, like the uh, like the engineering students um, who become a crucial part of the the upcoming plot. Um, that being that apparently, as we find out over the course of this book, which it is a little spoiler, but because the whole thing is resolved over three books, it doesn't feel like I don't mind spoiling it a little bit. Um, uh, the mage storms are coming. Like one of the, the facets of the world building is that thousands of years ago, the two, like two great sorcerers um, or mages or whatever they call them, uh, uh, were, were in competition or battle at conflict. And at some point they did some kind of big, like uh, some sort of something happened that basically detonated all of their magic, um, at once sending out these enormous, like mage storms across the globe uh, kind of like if you dropped a boulder into a pond and and the ripples went out over and over and over again. Um, so it was this huge catastrophe. Um, and the explanation they have for mage storms coming now, which is just these like waves of magic coming across the, the, the world, is that uh, it's so twisted, you know, space and magic and everything, it also twisted time. And so now effectively they're, reflecting we're seeing them again happen backwards until and they're going to get stronger and stronger until they match the uh the strength of the original event which would be catastrophic for the entire world um, and and at the same time there's a, a big antagonistic enemy empire preparing to invade their uh their region uh, and one of the things that I really like about that, although it doesn't come out in this book so much, is um, the the prologue to the book introduces us to the the commander of those invading forces. And over the course of of the trilogy, we we see him humanize. The books humanize him, uh, and and he he really you know goes from like well I can I can be the opposing force and try to take over everything 
Um, but, uh, but not, not with this catastrophe going on, I really need to shift focus and try to protect the people that I've already brought into this region. And then while I'm doing that, I, I better protect all the locals too, since I'm trying to annex them. Um, and it really just like, it becomes about him doing the very best he can with limited resources and no support from home. And, you know, and he turns out to be a, a, a good guy in the long run. Um, it's yeah. So it's, it's like, I've enjoyed them many times. These I've re- I've read this trilogy at least a couple of times and I've enjoyed it uh, over the course of this book in particular, or at least to start the, the main character, Corral, um, is visited by a fire cat, a like large kind of Siamese cat looking uh, creature that is supposed to be like a, a magical emissary from, from Corral's God. Um, and it, it acts in, you know, with some adorable cat kind of characteristics of being haughty and mysterious and, um, and giving him advice. Um, and, uh, and their, their relationship builds over the course of the trilogy in a way I really enjoy. Um, and, and, and I have to recommend this trilogy because this is one of the few books or book series where I reliably cry at the end. Um, and it's not, it's not like pure, it's not grief or pure grief or mourning. It's like, there's something beautiful, um, and, and endearing and sweet and lovely about the way it ends. And, uh, something, and it might be, it might hit one of my particular emotional triggers, but like it, it gets me every time. So, you know, if, if that's the kind of thing that you enjoy, or if you like cats or high fantasy or epics, uh, and you know, magical catastrophes or even somewhat military logistics with that, that, that invading character that we get to follow, all of these things are present. And I find I all of them make this a series I really enjoy. So that is the Mage Storms trilogy, starting with Storm Warning by Mercedes Lackey. Cool. Read it or die. (laughs) Well, that's timely because I just saw on Reddit somebody was asking if Mercedes Lackey's works hold up. (laughs) Uh, You know, I think so. Um, I mean, that's a broader question, uh, partly because she did so much early work with gay representation in fantasy well uh, like um not like hold up like hold up like for like going from reading it as a kid to reading it as an adult oh in that case i say largely yes i, I think i think the arrows of the queen trilogy is one of her weakest um yeah. but i think that was and i think that was always true i just might not have noticed as a kid uh, <laughs> but yeah uh any questions not really See, I told you this was gonna be the most boring no, you, you've read mercedes lackey before right for this podcast correct i read i think i i think i discussed the uh the last herald mage trilogy yes yeah when we were talking about uh our companions episode or pets or animals whatever animal companions that's it I feel like I got to read her because it's only, you know, I've never heard any bad things. I, I, I will give you a whole like list of which, what order to read her in. If you want. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? 
Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, like kind of like her and Robin Hobb. Like, like she, they have like pro so prolific, even though they're like different reading styles. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so cats are the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's what we've all learned here today. I think that mm-hmm. we all unanimously agree. Great. Yeah, just mm-hmm. you should email us and tell Katie that she's wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you think cats are great, please send an email to where's that Nick? Too many thoughts media at gmail.com. You can also that's, send pictures yeah. of your cats if you oh, like. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, please oh. send pictures of your cats. That's t- that's T O O T O O many thoughts media at gmail.com. Um, we want pictures of your cats. We want your compelling arguments to Katie as to why cats are in fact the best. Mm. And, uh, and pictures, you know, and what pictures of your book self to make Katie yeah, feel better and, after she gets yeah, lost. Exactly, <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. If you, want, if you want to make Katie actually look at those messages, you will, you include a photo of your bookshelves. And if you have will, a cat on a bookshelf, I'll still look at it. Even better. So just like that's how you can get her to listen to at least consider your arguments for the greatness of cats. Katie, does your dog ever sit on your bookshelf? I didn't think so. Uh, actually, yeah. Would you like me to throw up some pictures? Her cat's you know, basically a dog. Her dog's basically a cat. So. Also, the people can't see them. So I'm not doing it for the people. <laughs> the, I don't know how many people actually listen to this podcast. I have like, forgotten. Like five. Yeah, seven and a half <laughs> between one and five thousand. There's only one person who emails us, <laughs> and we love him. Yes, he's adorable. <laughs> um, well, anyway, yeah, is that it? Are you gonna sing That's us it. out, Katie? Yeah, no, we are done now. What's in the next in our podcast? What, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> what are we doing next month? Next month, we Four. are doing. Horror to the electric rec- electric bo- boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. No, no electric boogalooing here. Just just straight up horror and well, maybe I'll the macabre. Read, uh, uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, and it will be an electric boogaloo. Ooh, so the air. I know what? a book I'm reading, and I'm scared. What, what is it? No, wait, no spoilers. Wait Why till not? after. Do I spoil or do I not spoil? Don't spoil. <laughs> okay. Don't spoil. Right. I'll tell you afterwards where I'm not recording. No Nick okay. has spoken. Oh, yeah. sure. Anyways. <laughs> All right. We- so I have been Katie Willis. And then we also had Nick. I you- have been Nick. <laughs> where do they speak? But I will cease to be Nick when we stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> where do they find you, Katie? Oh yeah, I guess I'm like on Twitter at Shimmy Book. Yeah. And Nick mm. exists on the internet as well. I'm around here and there. <laughs> what are you fat? <laughs> Just kidding. Because oh. you said you were around. I've been trying to lose weight, Katie. <laughs> yeah, I am at Tacky Slacks. I don't even that, own slacks. That's because of the pants. It's not because of the pants you wear. <laughs> I don't even own slacks. <laughs> he, oh he my puts, gosh. He gives a lot of slack to people. Oh. Yes, I don't. <laughs> I'm very mean. 
Okay, Katie, you you get a point for your doggies on bookshelves. Anyways, I guess I'm Rachel. I guess you're Rachel too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Argent Rabe. You can also yell at us on Discord. We might might reply. <laughs> Please join the Discord. That's a great place. It's been fun. And I'm Peter Schaefer, and you can find me at Shoeless Pete on Twitter, where I tweet silly little things, uh, or P.A. Schaefer, that's P-A-S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R dot com, or ShoelessPeteGames.com. Yeah. Oh, don't forget to rate, rate and um, subscribe to our, rate and review, excuse me, to iTunes. Yeah, do that thing. Apparently it's important. I don't understand how this works. I don't know. I want to read things and you can tell us to do better. <laughs> oh, also, uh, upcoming one of our themes is going to be suggested by the audience. It is. is? That, it is. <laughs> I don't think that's right. That's not right, Katie. Well, shit. <laughs> it is <laughs> now. <laughs> no, it's suggested by cohort where you say can see the Whoops. You know, I'm, yeah, I would be inter- I would be okay with a suggested by audience. Yeah, I'd be okay with uh, that too. Yeah, so let's just let's just throw that idea out there. If we start getting enough suggestions <laughs> from the audience about like, hey, you should read the thing, or here's the theme that we love. Yeah, uh, would it be specific to a person? It can be. I would love it to be specific to a person. <laughs> if, if we got enough, it's like if every if we got enough suggestions that that. Every each of us had a suggested wow. book. We could do that as a theme. But sorry if we don't love your book. We apologize in advance. You can't yeah. speak for me, Rachel. We're hateful people. We bitch about everything. We just oh, bitched God. about cats mating. Fair. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, we do like sex books though. <laughs> They're great content. <laughs> okay. Katie loves sex books. This is a second <laughs> sex book. <though. laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. (laughs) You went from orcs to cats. What's next? Um, orc Orc cats. Actually, that already happened in the second orc pirate book. What? Orc cats next? (laughs) Oh wait, because one of them like purr. They purr a lot. Yeah. (laughs) There's cat people. The orcs had sex with cat Orc cat snake hybrids. Hmm. You know what? That hasn't come up yet. Okay, I'm gonna but have hopefully to go in the third one. book. I'm going to go write that one and I'll send it to you and you can oh, review it. Oh, thank you. I am <laughs> just waiting very patiently. Baited Take your time. <laughs> Obviously, we need Dan because we're too high. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I have to work in the morning, so let's write okay, it up. Well, yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Take care. Yes. And uh, remember, keep reading.